I had to tie my shoe. I went to Louisiana. My shoe come untied. Different pair of shoes. And the guy wanted to come up on the stage and tie my shoe. And Pastor Glenn goes, skip back there and sit down. You ain't going to tie his shoe. Anyway, are y'all even here? I can't see anybody. It's all right. The lights are bright. Well, get ready. We're going to talk about some things that have been holding you back and things that you need to do. And we're talking about encountering today, encountering God. Tonight, we're having a fresh encounter. We're going to have a worship night where you can encounter God. But I'm going to teach you some things and show you some things today. I believe that God's going to show you some things and, uh, uh, and how to enter in, how to get into the presence of God. Let's go there today. Let's go there. You know what? Music helps. We'll talk about music a little bit. Music is a help. You know, there are, there are, there are helps, or gifts, of, and people that are helps, the people who greet, people usher. Music helps. You know, the prophet in the Old Testament called for the minister, called for people to come, let's worship, and then he would prophesy, just like Miss Shirley prophesied. But a lot, sometimes they just prophesied. They, didn't have, they were already ready. The Spirit of God was on them because they were already in that place to receive. Now, here's where we've relegated the things in the church. You do it, Pastor. You do it, Miss Shirley. Oh, let me watch that guy on TV. He always, he's there. I just want to enjoy. No, no. Those days are over. The God is calling you in. The Bible calls you a prophet, a priest, and a king. Where's your priest robes? Where's your king's crown? Not me, Pastor Brett. Are you kidding? Yeah. Prophet, priest, and a king. What are you saying over your life, prophet? Okay. What are you saying over your life, screen? <laughs> well, it's just bad, getting worse. It's ugly out there. The whole world's going to hell in a handbasket, and I'm in that basket. Quit prophesying over yourself. Come on, we're the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Come on, we're blessed coming in and blessed going out. It's what God's called us. But see, our position, we forget about our position and we start looking, well, I'm like everybody else. I'm in the muck and the mire. Look at all the confusion in the world. Quit looking at all the confusion in the world and look at God. Come on, he's the answer. And what I'm preaching today is the answer for every person that's dealing with confusion and who they are. Ain't me a better amen than that. Amen. What I'm preaching today is an encounter with God, and people need an encounter with God. They're too focused on themselves. That's what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. It's not the sin. It was the focus on themselves. They were selfish. They were rich. They didn't have to work anymore. They're looking for a new way to sin. Isn't that familiar? So let's dig in. John 4, 23 is our foundation scripture. Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. Y'all remember the story of the woman at the well? He starts talking to her. She was shocked. She's a Samaritan woman. She ended up being married several times. Jesus didn't care about that. Mm, Louisiana came out. That, Lisa didn't care about that. But the time is coming. Indeed, it is here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Truth alone will kill you. 
The Bible says the letter of the law killeth. And if all you're doing is, is standing on truth, you can't live the truth. Come on, the Ten Commandments are perfect. They are perfect. They are perfect, but we can't keep them. That's the truth. But the Spirit of God says, come on, I have washed you in the blood. Come on, you have a position in Christ. Come on, I have set you free. See, the Spirit goes, glory be to God. Jesus is my champion. He kept the Ten Commandments for me. Woo! Y'all need to go, I'm not that expressive, Pastor Brad. I just want to sit. Yeah, when the Cowboys play or whoever Pittsburgh Steelers play, you like talking to the TV. You're so expressive. Get them! Like they can hear you. And don't, don't lie to me. I know people, y'all talk to your cars. Come on, baby crank. And then get out and kick it like it felt it. But I'm, I'm but I, in church. Hallelujah, I'm not expressive, Pastor Brett. Come on. We need to get somewhere where God moves us. And I'm telling you, God wants to move you today. God wants you to encounter him. And so those, those that worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. And so, see, they, she was on argued that we on this mountain and the Jews are on that mountain. And Jesus goes, no, this is the mountain right in here in spirit and in truth. So y'all ready for number one? Yeah. Number one, enter his presence. And I'm talking about his presence and you. So everybody say, I can enter into the presence of God. And I'm going to go ahead and say this, with or without music. Go ahead and say that. Okay? Music helps, but I don't have to have it. You know, dessert helps, but I don't have to have it. Even though dessert is good. Music is wonderful. Isaiah 6, 1 through 4. We're going to look at Isaiah. This is Isaiah. He's in the temple. And, and, and we're going to read these scriptures all the way through, and then we're going to break them down. This is when Isaiah received the call to be a prophet. You're already a prophet. You're just not walking in it. I'm not talking the office of a prophet. You're to be the prophet of your own life. Okay. Let me show you. It was the year King Uzziah died, and I saw the Lord. He's having a vision. Now, the, the Spirit of God only rested on the prophet, priest, and the king in the Old Testament. This is a type and a shadow of what we can have in God. He said, and he was sitting lofty on the throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Can you say he's in the presence of God? Was anybody else in that? No, he sees this. He's in the temple just like we're in church today with all kinds of people, and he's having an experience with God. Man, I've had experiences with God, and nobody else was. I want to I go there. This, and I'm telling you, the experiences with God is what keeps me. I would have quit a long time ago if I was just living on the truth because I can't handle it. I can't handle the struggles of life just on my own. And, well, you know, if you do this, this will get better. And you do that, that will get better. Well, you get weary. But the Holy Spirit stirs you up. Amen. The Spirit of God on the inside of me said, come on, get up. You got this. Keep going. I'm with you. I'm your helper. I'm your guide. I'm your comforter. Come on, I'm going to lead you and show you. In the hard times is when I need him the most. Let's look at the next verse. All right, and attending him were seraphim, angels, 
each having six wings. Boy, them some strange angels. We don't want to take a picture of angels being men and having a big, you know, just one set of wings. But these have six wings, and two they covered their faces, two they covered their feet, and two they flew. We got flying angels, baby. We're in the presence of God right here. You know there are angels in this room? There are demons in this room. Who are you going to listen to? I won't hear what the angel has to say because when the angel speaks to you, the Bible says that he hears directly from God. He's coming down to give you a message, help you out. Look at the Bible when the angel spoke. Next verse. And they were calling out to each other, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. Come on. And the whole earth is filled with his glory. Do you know that the whole earth is still filled with God's glory? It's our part to recognize it. What do, you know, I started off a little bit. What are we recognizing? We look at all the trash, contrusion, wars, confusion, just junk. But the glory of God is here. Last verse, and their voices shook the temple to its foundation, and the entire building was filled with smoke. Y'all ready for some shaking? You know Acts 4? Peter got whipped. He went back and told him, man, I just got whipped for Jesus, man. I just got whipped for Jesus. And they all said, Lord, give us that boldness that we can preach the gospel, that we can stand strong for God. And the building shook. Come on. God said, I hear you. Well, I don't know, Pastor. So, so see, that's, that's, that's where I want to go with this. It's about time that we don't have worries. We don't worry about time. We don't worry about what we got. It's time to set some time to get in the presence of God. And here's, here's, here's where, when I start talking about that stuff, uh, the building shaking, well, that's far-fetched. Or, or somebody getting healed, like this knee, well, that, that's far-fetched. And we get... Well, I ain't got time for that. See, see, and then the presence of God starts coming, and this is where people chicken out. This is where people chicken out because they sense the presence of God, and they're like, whew. People get sick to their stomach because the devil's dealing with them, and telling you need to get out of here. And, and, like, and, and, and they sense the presence of God, and they go, ooh, I don't know. I, I've never been there. It's like, it's like riding a roller coaster for the first time. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting on that. Yes, I am. No, I'm not getting on that. I, I'm not getting I've taken youth to, to, they just went, but I took my youth back in the day to Astral World and, and, you know, all kinds of park rides. And I, I'm riding everything in the park on the bus going. I'm riding everything in the park, Pastor. And I said, dude, I pay, get in there. And I said, look, I just paid $35 for you to get in. You're not riding anything. We just prepared a big plate for you today in worship and in this word, and you've got to be a partaker. You've got to get on the ride. You've got to get in and let the presence of God start talking to you. Amen, amen? Because you need to embrace the presence of God. Well, I've never, I've never really experienced and step in because most people sense the presence of God, and they come here, and it's not because of me. It's because we ask God to show up as, as a group. Number two, I'm going through this pretty quick, but we need to hear some of this stuff. And, and so before we can go there, cleanse your heart. See, what happens when you get in the presence of God, all this stuff starts coming up on the inside of you. 
And you're like, oh, Mrs. Em- oh, Lord, I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. You know he was there when you did it. Come on now. There is no place God, God is omnipresent. But I'm not talking about God being omnipresent right here in these, in these two verses. I'm talking about he's with you always, yeah, but I'm talking about the manifest, the made known presence. You can have the made known presence of God in your house on a tractor mowing. I know people that had the made known presence of God driving a, riding a mowing a track with a tractor, driving down the road. You can have the made known presence in your house, and that's what we want. But yeah, God is omnipresent. And, and listen, you know, that's people's excuse. Well, God's everywhere. I, I can go fishing. Yeah, but you, are you chasing the made known presence of God? I can have church in a boat. I can have church in a deer stand. Yeah, but when we come together, we have the made known presence of God because God shows up in a group. Two or more gathered. So his presence shows up. And he wants you to be clean. Let's read the scripture. Back to Isaiah 6, verse 5. Then he said, it's all over me. I'm doomed and I'm a sinful man. I have filthy lips and I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet. I have seen the king and the Lord of heaven's armies. Let me read this in the, in the New King James. It says, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people with unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the host, the Lord of hosts. In verse 6, he says, Well, let me just stop right there. He didn't say in the presence of God, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I'm an ex-con. I'm a divorcee. Uh, I'm a thief. Uh, I'm a liar. No, he said, I'm a man of unclean lips. See, if you don't recognize it, you're led by what the word Miss Shirley gave. You're led by the words of your mouth. And how do you get saved? You know, alcoholics don't go to hell because they're an alcoholic. They go to hell because they have not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Liars go to hell not because they go to hell for lying. They go because they have not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Come on. It's not not your bad habits. It's your mouth. And how do you get saved? With your mouth. What you believe in your heart, Romans 10, 9, 10, you confess with your mouth. It's so important to get your mouth in line with what God says. Because you're led by your mouth or somebody else's mouth. Your spouse's mouth, your children's mouth. If I said, hey, I'm buying everybody ice cream. Woo! Because of the words of my mouth. How important are the words of my mouth? Listen to this next point. You are moved by words and God created words to move you. How will they know unless someone tells them from their mouth? Okay? That's the way it is right now on the earth. Maybe in heaven we're mind readers. Wonderful. But on the earth, we're not mind readers. We hear. We hear. Faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. And so you look, he says, I'm a man of unclean lips. And look what happens. The seraphim flew. 
and having in his hand a live coal which he had taken from the tongs of the altar. Come on, the fire of God, the Holy Spirit. Remember in Acts 2, 4, the Spirit of God, the wind blew, the Spirit of God rested on them, and there were tongues of fire on them. There's that tongue again of fire. You know, the fire of hell is tormenting. The fire of God is cleansing. The fire of God empowers. And look, he says, now I I touch your lips. Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Come on. This this depicts salvation. I'm saved because I believe in my heart and I say it with my mouth. And then the Spirit of God comes on me and I am forgiven. But how about Christian? 1 John 1, 9. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. So when we enter in the presence of God... Man, I'm this. God, I resist the devil today. I resist my flesh today. I submit to you today. I'm submitting to you. Oh, Holy Spirit, have your way in me today. Have your way. Huh? Cleansing. Cleanse me. This can happen in 10 seconds. You can roll through one and two. You can step into the presence of God like wading into a pool. Lord, just cleanse me and wash me in your blood today. And now, oh, yeah, it's getting good. And you know what? What happens is people, this is the place where, where people, um, they get hung up and want to stay here. You ever been to a service where people running around? Yeah, people did wild dancing, you know, in, in the spirit and dancing and stuff. And you wonder, you know, Monday comes along, they didn't get anything. They just, they got there, but they, they, they hung out there. You know, it's time to grow up. You know, the Spirit of God, when you get in the, it's, it's, it's overwhelming when you first start in this thing. Like every time I was in church, I'm like, whoo, the presence of God is so awesome. And when I found out that I could go deeper, but you don't hang out here. So let's talk just for a minute. I grew up in a denominal church. Thank God for denominal churches. I'm not knocking anybody. But, but see, there's an argument in the church about music. And I want to go here just for a minute. Get over it. We're not fishing for people. We become the keepers of the aquarium. You know, this is the aquarium. And we're all in here. The music's too loud. It's too hot in here. It's too cold in here, Pastor. Your breast stinks, Cody. I can smell it from the back. You know, I'm just what I'm making fun of, Cody. And, and, and you know, people just make up stuff. We lost our focus. Our focus is about God. It's not about the, whatever music takes you there. It's what you need to be playing. But I, I grew up on hymns, and some of them are awesome, and some of them are pitiful. You know, there will be peace in the valley someday for me. You know what? I, we sang that, but listen, that's talking about when I get to heaven, it's going to be all right. No, it's supposed to be all right right now. We're supposed to be having peace right now. We're supposed to be having health right now, joy right now. This is the battle that we're fighting, and we have to, we have to represent what do you mean represent? I mean, some of y'all wear jerseys or your favorite team. You need to represent Jesus with your life. Amen. Is your life without any words drawing people? And your words ought to be drawing people too instead of blankety, blank, blank, blank. And so, so we sang hymns, and some of them, I believe that we didn't have a clue what they meant, like standing on the promises. Man, that was never preached. 
Man, that's one of my favorite messages, that there, there are 3,000 promises that we can grab a hold of and stand on and receive right now, not when we get to heaven right now. The only time I really felt, I got to thinking about it, meditating this whole two weeks on this sermon, and, and, and it's like, when we sang softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling Calling for, or just as I am with, the Spirit of God would come on me. Especially because I just, a teenager, and I just got beat up by a sermon, you need to get your life right. But I can sense the Spirit of God on those songs. And man, shoot, you don't know what I did Saturday. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. But we never went any further. I never was taught about going in and getting the power of God, going in and receiving uh, uh, the presence of God in my life. We just hung out right there. I mean, I wore my rededicator out. It was smooth. You know, I rededicating every Sunday. That's all we knew to do. Oh, get, get close to God. I'm going to rededicate. Lord, just wash me and forgive me. It's time to move forward. Come on. You've been in this long enough. It's time to go forward. It's time to go into the deeper things of God. It's time to get off the milk bottle. See, for, if you go and read that, it's talking about the milk is forgiveness. But let's go to the meat, meat of the word where we're talking about our faith and where we're talking about uh, healing and we're talking about raising the dead. What? Come on, somebody that gets saved is raising the dead. But even Jesus physically raised people from the dead. Paul and Peter raised people from the dead. It's in the Bible. Maybe we need to give it a shot. Oh, why am I pushing you? Because that's the deeper things of God. I have baby Christians that are used to come up to me. I'm ready to do it all. Well, no, you're not. You haven't spent time in his presence. You know, sometimes we need more of his presence and, and, and less of the truth. I, I had a cousin that got his doctorate in, uh, oh, golly, Biblical studies, and he was a doctor of the word. He, he never preached that I know. I'm sure he had to preach to get this doctorate. But all he wanted to do was argue the Bible. How are you going to get saved arguing the Bible? Dude, don't argue the Bible. You've learned something, go use it. Go use it. But he had time on his hand, got his doctorate. And, and, and on doctrine, and he wanted to argue. He'd listen to my sermons and call me up. Don't even call me. I don't hear it. Man, I got people saved in that service, you know? And you're going to dog my doctrine? Come on. Don't even, I don't, don't want to hear it. And, and the, the, the thing about it is, that's where a lot of people go and live, and they stay there. But there's power in the Word. There's power in God. There's power in the Holy Spirit. So let's look at number three. Actually, I'm going to go back up. Hebrews 4, 15 and 16 says that we need to enter in. Don't be ashamed to get washed. For we have a great high priest, Jesus, who, who's sitting on a throne of mercy. Look at it. It says, understands our weakness, faced them all. Jesus understands our weakness. Temptation. He was tempted with drugs, alcohol, sex. He was tempted in every manner. Tempted to quit. Come on. Tempted to just throw it all up, but yet he did not sin. And, and the next verse talks about, uh, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. It's the throne of grace. Amen, amen? Number three. 
Quit saying you're not worthy. It's like saying Jesus' sacrifice wasn't enough. Well, Pastor, I, you know, I, I don't think God wants me. In. Yes, he does. Come on, do you know that God loves you? Now, you know what? Religious people say, well, yes, because God loves everybody. Eh, wrong answer. You need to say, yes, God loves me. You need to receive that. God loves me. God loves everybody. Yeah, that's like saying God is omnipresent. God is everywhere. But do you experience his presence? Every evangelist that you've ever heard of, everybody in the Bible, they had an experience. They had an encounter with God. And you go, and I challenge you to read the book of Acts and write down the people who were not apostles, the 12, and who were not Jesus, and look how many people God touched and moved. Regular, everyday people. Ananias laid hands on Paul. Brother Saul, that's what he called him. And he argued with God, just like you do. Go down there and pray for Saul. <laughs> He's killing people. I'm not going down there. He's going to put me in jail. I'm gonna, you want me to go tell him I'm a Christian, and he's killing Christians and putting Christians in jail? God, have you lost your mind? That's just what you do, and I do too. But finally, the Holy Spirit said, I'm with you. Let's go. And he said, he's waiting on you. Do you know there are people waiting on you? The ones that break my heart is the ones I didn't go talk to and felt led to. You know, that's, that's what God wants. And so, number three, let's ease into it. Let's receive instruction. Let's receive direction. Let's receive some encouragement. Let's go somewhere with God. Let's finish Isaiah 6. These first, and here it is. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, Here am I, send me. Send me, Lord. Here am I, Lord. It's not about just, oh, God's presence is so good. It's time to get still and hear what God's saying. What God, you know, how many of y'all, some of y'all asking, God, what? I need help, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. This is where you get your help. It's time to go to number three and just stop in the presence of God. Speak to me now. But you know what? It don't really matter. I just want to do what you want to do. That's where we need to be. Because you know what? He had a wife. And some argue that she was a prophetess. He had children. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if they're not serving you, Lord. I'm serving you right here, right now. Woo. Lord, what do, you, what do I need to do? I'm available. I'm here. Give me some direction. Show me, Lord, what to do. Show me, Lord, how to enter in. I need this encounter. I need this encounter. Instead of quitting right now, you need that encounter. See, you're, you're still outside the courts. The Bible says you go into the courts, you go into the inner courts, and then there's the Holy of Holies. You have a right to go into the Holy of Holies. Only the priest could go into the Holy of Holies. You are a priest. I've already told you that. But we hang around outside the building, outside the presence of God, and we struggle, and, and we're out here where the wolves can get us, and the lion can get you, 
But it's time to go into his presence and start worshiping and getting a little bit closer. And then let's go in the holies of holies and let's get some direction for our life. God, what do you want me to do? But most people never even make it past number one because they chicken out. I don't know. This is weird. I've seen those weird people do this stuff. That's Hallelujah, that's emotional. (laughs) Those people are just being emotional. That person saying that, you know, he's in a pulpit. He's never had to encounter either. Come on, you don't want somebody that's never flown a plane to teach you how to fly a plane. Well, the book says, come on. He's never had an encounter either. He'd be saying, you need to have an encounter. Paul had an encounter. Peter had an encounter. James, the brother of Jesus. Everybody who wrote a book in the Bible. The Old Testament people had encounters. Don't be afraid of an encounter with God. We need an encounter. We need to be daily pursuing the encounter, an encounter with God. Have a song on your heart. Cut off that TV and cut off that music that doesn't, you know, I'm not going to go there. I was going to go back to something, but we need to keep our mouth right. I don't want to dog people. I want to pull people into an encounter. So our closing scriptures. Remember, it's not asking God what you have me to do. Or it's, Lord, ask ask what would you have me to do, not, Lord, I want to do this. Don't go in there, Lord, here's what I'm going to do, Lord. I need you to bless it. Uh -uh. Quit doing things and asking for permission. Okay. Psalms 41 through 3. I'm going to read it in in, a... In the New American Standard, it says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he reached down to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the mud, and he set me on my feet, or set my feet upon the rock, making my footstool, footsteps firm, excuse me. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. Now listen to the last verse in the message. He taught me how to sing the latest God song, a praise song to our God. More and more people are seeing this, and they enter the mystery of his presence, abandoning themselves to God. Abandoning themselves, that's full trust. This is what worship is, that we're abandoning ourselves. Christian, if you're a Christian here today and things haven't been working out, you're doing it in your own strength. If you're not a Christian, you've definitely been doing things in your own strength. It's time to abandon ourselves to God and and get some empowerment and get some direction and get some wisdom. Because guess what? We have a battle to fight. And we need God to have our back. We need to know the battle plan. We need to know what to say. We need to know what to pray, who to pray for, what to pray about. This is where we enter in and God in your presence. And then all of a sudden, you you start hearing the voice of God. He taught me to sing the latest God song. Do you know in heaven the Bible says we're going to sing a new song? And some of the new songs aren't all that either. I'm just saying Whatever it takes for you to enter into his presence, you need to go there. 
You need to find that song or you need to find that quiet place. In the stillness, the old hymn, and didn't have a clue what it meant, I walked to the garden alone while the dew was still on the roses. And he walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. Man, that, that's a quiet place where that person separated themselves unto God to get in his presence and to get direction. And he talks to me and I talk to him. You know, that's an old hymn that we sang, but most people didn't do that. And most people still don't do that. This is the day that we need to make that declaration. I'm going to have a quiet time. I'm going to enter in. When I come to church, I'm entering in. I'm abandoning everything. I'm not going to care. You know, how, you know, I did it two Sundays ago. I said, you know, everybody hold your hands up. Anybody get hurt? You know how hard it is to lift your hands in service for the first time? Everybody like. But you know what? You go to a concert. Yeah. They st- they're trying to, they steal it. They're stealing it. They're stealing worship. The world wants to steal your worship and folk you to worship that singer. Come on, lift your hands. You know, when you light up a light, a cigarette, your cigarette lighter. I know y'all got one. And then they go, you know, and they're doing this number. And you know, but in church, we're like this. Don't be ashamed. Jesus said, if you're not ashamed of me, I won't be ashamed of you. A lot of people sing during worship, but they never abandon themselves to God. When you come in a service, you come in control. If you come in this service in control of yourself and you never lose control, you're still in control. What good is it going to do you? See, if you still control, if you're not hearing some of the things I'm saying, the Holy Spirit on the inside speaking to you, you know, I want you to do that. You're still in control. You still live in defeat. Come on, if you want victory in your life, you've got to learn to enter in. Whatever it is. Put the music on, get in a quiet place, go there. You have not worshiped unless you've abandoned. You don't want to see it's ugly when I worship. Get me in the basement, it's ugly. You know, I can't dance, but I do. I scream, I, I, I shout, I pray, I cry out to God. Because I'm not ashamed either. I put that down a long time ago. I do whatever it takes, and I'll be led to do it. Because God will lead you to worship in a certain way, because if you go back and read that, it says, and people sing. People sing. Wow. They've changed. There's something about them. So that's our encounters to abandon God, abandon ourselves in God, to just live a bash. We're going to serve you. Lord, we're going to serve you. Listen, don't judge what people have done in the past that crying and uh, snotting or laughing or running. You know what? Just say, God, if that's what you want me to do, I'll do it. But God is a God of control, too. See, people get out of control in the Spirit of God. What, what is that about? It's because they're stuck. They haven't stopped and went, okay, Lord, speak to me now. I'm in your presence. They're enjoying the presence. I'm trying to help you to mature, folks. It's get in that place where we can hear his voice and get still.
There was a young man. The pastor said, you're called. He said, son, come up here and stand. And the Spirit of God got on him, and he just began to dance like that, and he just couldn't control it. You know, he's just like, oh, Lord, you're so good. That's all he kept saying. And the preacher kept, went to preaching. And he said, y'all see him back there? And when he waved his hand, he would dance even stronger. And he goes, one day he's going to be able to stand in the pulpit and preach with that anointing on him. Right now, all he can do is just, oh, Lord, you're so good. Oh, Lord, you're so good. Most of us haven't ever got to the place where, oh, Lord, you're overwhelming me. You're so good. You're so good. We were talking last night. There was a man that, he was a lawyer of all things, huh? And he went out into the woods, and God met him, and the, the, the Spirit of God just flowed over him. He said it was like liquid love. And he said, God, I, I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die. But God was anointing to preach the gospel. You see, there have been times when I had to go deal with somebody who wanted to murder somebody. I'm 27 years old. What, what can I do to stop somebody from murdering somebody? And I got up, and I asked the church, come, you know, come pray for me. I've got to go deal with a situation, a spirit of murder. And I began to weep because it was the Spirit of God came on me. And they laid hands on me. And I was asking God for direction. And God gave me direction. And God gave me some wisdom. Huh? But you know what most, most, of, most of the people doing in that family? Well, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to ignore it. Well, that's just the way they are. I'm, gonna leave. I'm like, all y'all Christians, and God's sending me. And I'm like, God, send them. They're seasoned. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. They never knew how to enter in. Been saved a long time. Not talking about salvation. We're talking about encountering God in a deeper way, in a more powerful way. So close your eyes. If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior today, just lift your hand. I want to pray for you. And if you've, you got saved a long time ago, God's going to cleanse you here in just a minute. You just ask him. But if you have never received Jesus as Lord and Savior, will you lift your hand? going to sing and we're going to worship. One of the songs we used to sing is I Surrender All. Remember that one? Most people never did. But come on, let's enter in just right where you're at. Just start worshiping God. Ask Him for His presence to come on you. Enter into His presence. Ask Him to cleanse you and wash you. And then say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me clearly. Come on and worship Him this morning. Let's worship Him. to your feet or come to the altar and then your feet whatever you want to do just just worship him whatever takes you there
Come on, God is real. He wants to be real in your heart and in your life. let me say this. I've never seen Jesus. I've never had a vision. I've never heard the literal voice of God, but I've had encounter after encounter after encounter. I'm not jealous of people that hear the voice of God or have seen him because I know, I know I've had encounter. I know he's real. I've had that encounter and that in those encounters encourage me. I can look back at those encounters and know what God has spoken to me and what God has said to me and keeps me going forward. Press in. Press in today. Stir. Want more. More of you, less of me, Lord. More of you, less of me. More of you, Lord. So, if you gave your heart to Jesus or you're, you're questioning your salvation, we have care team members on this side. We'll do this announcement again. 
but get over there. Take those steps and have assurance. Know for sure that you're a child of God. Not just up here, but in your heart, you know. How do I know I'm saved? I have the Spirit of God on the inside of me. I haven't had an encounter. And if you want an encounter today, there's a prayer team right over here. Go get that encounter. It doesn't take long. If you're hungry, the Bible says those that hunger and thirst will be filled. Those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Wanting an encounter with God is the right thing. Just a couple more moments and we're going to move forward with the service. Just close your eyes and lift your hands. Come on. It ain't going to hurt anybody to lift your hands. Come on. It's, it's, it's just opening your heart. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we honor you. We magnify your name. We so desire your presence, Lord, in a greater way, in a stronger way. I speak healing to hearts, Lord. I speak peace to those who are afraid. Lord, for you are good, and your mercy endures forever. You are merciful. You are kind. You are gracious. You are holy. You are righteous. There is none like you. We magnify your name. Glorify your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Thank you for your presence on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, Lord. Convict our hearts. Holy Spirit, stir us, Lord, to seek your face every day. And we give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You can be seated if you can. Hallelujah.